Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion 9. everybody, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot. Hello darkness, my old friend. And Johnson. Uh, Merry Christmas, gentlemen. I, I was thinking, Guido, it's the show before Christmas. Mm-hmm. A good one for Ren. Yes. Because we're talking about Big Tonka going for 18 and 10. Oh. Ooh, look, he even like he's rhyming. What he's like, is going what on is, here? This what is, is just. This is. <laughs> it's like a you know it's gonna be a good one for ren it's it's like a got your ears on night before uh twas the night before christmas you know take sort of thing merry christmas before earmas yeah we've got a great episode guys we're going to talk about wvu basketball we're going to touch on a little bit of the football stuff signing day coming up and some uh things to talk about there and then we're going to do our annual christmas gifts to those that are important in the athletic department, that's coming up as well. So, definitely uh, keep keep it. It's gonna be good. It's, you know, for being a light week, I think it'll be a fun episode. Is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Well, let's have some fun. WVU beats Buffalo, uh, not the Bills, uh, not the Sabers. Uh, the one Buffalo basketball team, other than I think Kinesis, isn't that in Buffalo as well? Yeah, uh, I don't. They're not the Bison though, right? What are what's Kinesis? Is it Kinesis? They're like Kinesis? a bird. Kinesis. Do I go? Do I, I go, go Kinesis? I think I go shh. I think I put the SH it's, in there. It's uh, uh, also the alma mater of one John Beeline. Oh, okay. Is it the alma mater? Did he coach there? I don't know, but now we're talking about a team we didn't even play. I think he coached there. He coached there. He, he went to Wheeling Central <laughs> or Wheeling uh, uh, Jesuit. Jesuit. Okay. Jesuit, yes. All right, so now that we've talked about the team that we didn't play yeah. from Buffalo, let's talk about the team we did play from Buffalo. WVU handles the University of Buffalo pretty easily, 96 to 78 Johnson. Yeah, well, the interest this was a weird game, right, Guido, because Buffalo was amped up to play this game. I think they came in uh fired up. I think we came in scoot the opposite of fired up and two technicals called on the Bison uh throughout this I, game. I think they're the Bulls. Are they and and I'm they calling them the Bison the whole yeah, time? They're a bull. Uh they are the Bulls. The University of Buffalo Bulls, Johnson. I mean, what's the difference between a bull and a bison? Is it a? Could you get a good look up the butcher's rear end to tell if that was a bison or a bull? <laughs> Is that what you did? <laughs> <laughs> you could do that. Well, bulls, Johnson, bulls are considerably larger animals than bison. Ah, yes, so bulls. Okay, well, let's credit bulls. them correctly. Bull. The bulls. So you're right, Scoot. No bull. So no bull. This was a game until. Around the under 12 timeout midway through the second half. This was a 61 60 game, Guido. And then the second uh, load of bull technical occurs, and WVU uh, finishes out on a 35 18 run, I think. So it's like they finally decided, hey, let's put this one away, Scoot. And they and they asserted themselves and, and got this one, got this one easily in the end. Well, it was a tail. Of two ends of the court, in the sense that the the low block, first half we stunk in the low block, couldn't stop a nosebleed, as Bart Stott, Bart Scott would say. The second half, all we did was feed the low block, and it led to the big win. And when I say feed the low block, it was tunka tunka. Well, and I think for me guys, and it was just to talk about the the whole game again, like. Huggins wasn't happy going into and it you know of all days like it's Huggins like big day they did the whole Hall of Fame thing for right. him yep. at halftime and the jersey and the ceremony and all that um, and Huggins wasn't happy at halftime I will say that this team compared to last year's team right like this last year's team at that under twelve timeout where this year's team turned it around I don't think last year's team would have turned it around I think this year's team's got a little more as Scoot likes to say chutzpah they've got a little more oomph in them and they that they became a different team that last 12 minutes of the second half yeah and scoot you've been saying that all season so far and i think that's what i was thinking about this game so two two things i don't think they were playing very efficiently up to that point and maybe i'm reading too much into it but no emmett matthews in this game he set out with a knee injury i feel like that reared its head a bit and i think Scooch, you've been saying last year's team, they lose a game like this. Yes. And I, I think it's 
it's nice that this is another example where I don't feel that, you know, up, up until that end portion of the game, like you were saying, they didn't play particularly well. They're down a man uh, and they still win and they still win rather convincingly. Well, and not to sound flippant. I don't usually use that word, but I'm going to use that word flippant. Okay. There you go. All right. Yeah. Um, with the makeup of last year's team, in a lot of ways, a Buffalo game would have been almost like an in-conference game. Whereas when we got to the Big 12 part of the schedule, it was almost like we were playing out of our league in a lot of areas and, and ways. So I think last year's team, and listen, in, in reality, you sometimes lose some conference games. Well, in, in the way our players played and the players we had, uh, they couldn't handle some of that kind of adversity that, listen, Buffalo got down the floor fast. They transitioned very well. Uh, they they were no joke when it came to getting to the basket. And that's why uh, Isaac Jack, a nobody backup center, I say nobody, he, he's somebody, but he's a, a guy that was averaging four points a game, I think, had, uh, what, 11 or 13 at the half? Like, yeah, in the crazy. first half, right. Yeah, he looked really good. Well, their guard play was solid. You're right. I mean, they, they could advance the ball pretty quickly. I just thought it was sort of a – like a war of attrition toward the second half. They got into pretty healthy foul trouble. And then I thought Big Tonka, like I said at the top, you know, he goes for 18 and 10. He had a really strong second half. Yeah. And I mean, and then you have Eric Stevenson who was, you know, shooting lights out again from beyond the arc too, guys. I mean, five for eight with 22 points. So He kept us in it the first half, right? right. So if there was an MVP for each half, Stevenson was the MVP. I mean, he had 16 points at half. So that's... That's pretty impressive, and it seems like anytime he touches the ball, good things happen. Very rarely do you see him do dumb stuff, which is what you want out of a guy that's considered your leader. Um, well, and Trey Mitchell did Trey Mitchell right, things. Right, that, that helped because he had to because there was no Emmett Matthews, right? Uh, we also got to see a nice resurgence of or a return of uh, Seth Wilson. He – was back i think he had 10 yeah, points again no that's a great i'm i you know what i forgot about that and once again he made some big shots he went for 10 points like you said and he was really efficient like he's sort he's starting to be uh scoot who was uh who was the microwave back in the 80s who was uh didn't he play for seattle was it uh why do I want to say Vernon Maxwell? Who it wasn't him though, was it? Who was the he, microwave? I think he played for the Blue Jays. What was the guy that played for the Blue Jays? Wasn't his name oh, Vernon Wells? Wrong. Vernon Wells. <laughs> Vernon Wells and Vernon Maxwell. Ver, Vinny Johnson's who you're thinking of. No, Vinny Johnson. I don't know where I got Vernon Maxwell. Anyway. V. We got the V. Uh, it, that's who he, like if I had to give him sort of like a got your ears on nickname, I'd start to call Seth Wilson. He's like the microwave. He comes in, gives you some good minutes, gives the guard, you know, whoever it is that needs a breather, he comes in. Uh, and I ever, I tell you what, Scoot, ever since some random guy on ESPN three informed us that he was the second leading scorer at right. his high school. He's like turned, turned it the, on. Yeah. And the leading scorer being LeBron James, it's like, I had, it, it like went whoosh. It like that opinion. just you. Yeah. And I, every time I see him, I'm like, well, you know, uh, he's like, he should score. score. Right. Yeah. He, right. Should be like he's a, he knows what to do with the ball. So good for and, him in this game. And I mean, to not get too in, in the weeds here on the, the technical parts of the basketball. But if you've got some guys hitting outside shots, it's going to open up the inside for your big guy. So that's, that's the benefit there is not only did they have to worry about Stevenson who had 16, so you got to guard him. Now you got another guy who's starting to hit and that's Wilson. So now you got to split a little bit of what your energy was toward Stevenson toward Wilson and that's going to leave a big guy who happens to be 285, 290 pounds, um, a force in the middle. He's going to be able to do whatever he wants. Yeah. I, the other thing is, is you know, I think Kedrian Johnson went a little cold shooting this game. But with that said, he had seven assists and four steals. And, you know, so at least I think Kedrian's like he's – He's starting to find his groove with the team, and he, and like we talked about it last week, you know, uh, when he and and Joey Toots are out there playing together, it's it's looking solid. I mean, both of them were a little cold shooting at that Buffalo game, and I, I you know, and we've talked about this before, where 
you know, if we can get just a couple of these guys to stay hot, and that's what happened. Like, you got Stevenson played, you know, has been playing great. But Jimmy, you know, Tunk, Big Tunka has a great game shooting. You know, you you see Seth Wilson come out of nowhere shooting well. So, you know, I, I will say that's the one thing about this team I feel is is better, guys, is like the, the depth of this team is true depth, unlike last year where we were playing nine guys, but we weren't really that deep. Well, and if you look at the minutes, too, uh, Hugs and the staff have really done kind of what I hoped they would have done last year. I think I think last year they were just trying to, like, throw pasta to the wall and see what stuck. They really didn't have a, a true good sense of what was working. But this year we're starting to see a, a fairly solid nine rotation, right? Maybe ten if you throw Emmett Matthews in there. But we're not seeing uh, crazy – minutes going to just about everybody last year i think we had a game where we had like 12 guys with double digit minutes like the yeah you're not going to get any continuity that way and jimmy played 26 minutes like tunka played a lot of minutes this i think it's the most that he's played this season in a game and you saw that on the other end that james aconquo i think i don't even know i mean he was on the court at some point but didn't play that much so i mean that that's something different especially from a big guy that you don't usually see playing that much time yeah Mo Wagi chipped in 12 minutes too I still think he seems like he's trying to get back in the lab and kind of figure things out you know these last couple games but I thought he looked better Scoot I I didn't have that feeling like I did in some of these previous games where when Jimmy Bell goes out for a spell you're kind of like all right let's see what happens here I, you know I thought it was a little more a little more sure footing Mo is like a guy that Everyone tells you, like, or tells him, hey, you are this type of player. And he doesn't feel like what they're telling him. So then he starts to try to be like what they're telling him. But that's not necessarily what he is. Like, I think people tell him, hey, you're a shot blocker, right? You're this big-time shot blocker. You look like a guy that should be able to block shots like crazy. I don't know that that's what he is. I'm not sure what he is, but I'm not getting the sense that he's going to be our big-time rim protector. Um, what he isn't is 290 pounds and, and you see the difference when he comes in as opposed to Tonka. Mm -hmm. It's just a different feel, but I mean, I, I'm a, I'm still a big Mo Wagi fan. I think he's just got to figure out. I think he's just raw. I, yeah, I think he's, right. I think Me he's too. so new to basketball is what it feels like. So guys, this team, you know, definitely a different track than last year's team. I mean, last year's team had a better record at this point, but this year's team's getting way more press. Right now, both in the coaches' poll and the AP poll this week, we were around 27. We were definitely getting votes and really close to the top 25. And then you look at Ken Palm and his you know, computer. Scoot loves his Love, computer, by uh, the way. I'm going to get one for Christmas, hopefully. The Ken Palm computer. Uh, Ken yep. Palm has WVU 17th, ranked 17th. So, I mean, I think it's one of those things where it's like, this team just feels different, even with the two losses. Um, it's you know they were good losses, right? They were losses against teams that were comparable, if not better, definitely better. You know, Purdue is number one team in the nation in some places, and you know, so and they're eleven and zero. So I, I think that it's a different team than last year for sure. Well, and it makes you excited too. If I mean, we didn't go into it last week, but. Scoot and I were sitting here trying to say, like I was saying, I can see this team going nine and nine. Scoot was a little more bullish. I think you said like more like 12 wins in conference, Scoot, but it makes me excited if you can maintain this uh, non-conference record like like Guido saying we have before, but there's a little bit more substance, a little bit more meat on the bone. Then you go in and hold your own in what we expect to be a super strong Big 12. Then I start to get I don't know, a little bit excited. You know, maybe we could be watching basketball in March. That would be great. Yeah, and I think, Scooty, I think the difference is, is this team is, like, super resilient compared to last year's team. I don't, you know, again, when you talk about, I mean, Huggins made the joke of, like, the guys need to throw to the right color jerseys or whatever. But, like, um, I think that his his approach to this team, at least from the media standpoint and how he's been talking about this team, is way different than how he talked about last year's team. He's not talking about guys not coming to practice or showing up late. Right. Or he's not naming names, right? Right. Like, that's the difference. He's not, you know. And so I think the resiliency of this team is going to be different when we look at the, you know, what happens in the conference, you know, games. I agree. I think, I think we just have um, a group of guys, like Hug says, that like – to be around each other, like to be in the gym together. And I, I'll be honest, and I know this is, I think, how a lot of Mountaineer fans feel. 
I feel like it's Eric Stevenson's personality that won't let – I think he's got that kind of mentality. Like he doesn't really – he's not going to let stupid little stuff get to the team. I think he's going to be kind of the, the guy that pulls us through a lot of some of that stuff that might have dogged teams of the past. I think he's that guy that keeps pushing it along. Would you Would you say he's got that dog in him? Would you say that if an X-ray was taken of his chest, would we? It might see... be a small dog. Right. Him. Okay. Small dog in there. <laughs> you the dog. You the, do- the You know. A D A W G, not a D A W G. Dog. Yeah. Um. But on a, this, all of this week kind of came on the heels also of some bad news for WVU basketball for Coach Huggins. Uh, Jose Perez, Manhattan transfer, was denied his waiver to play for WVU Listen, this season, John. This is crap. Everyone oh, knows to- this is crap. Totally. It's absurd. Like, uh, it's always, of course, as soon as we hear these types of things, then you see other instances which completely like fly in the face of this. For instance, the character that's going on his ninth year of eligibility in football. Like, <laughs> at Oregon. Yeah, the yeah, guy at like, Oregon. Uh, he was a high school senior in 2015. 2015. Well, Guido, the weird thing to me, I, I'm going to be the first to admit, I this is still cloudy for me because what we read early on was that or at least the impression I got, you guys correct me, but the way I read some of the context around this announcement with Jose Perez was that Manhattan either did not fill out the proper forms or they didn't fill them out timely enough, or there was some, you know, allusion to they deliberately weren't being helpful because they didn't want him to, you know, there was like this looming context on the side of, Uh, of Manhattan's part. Then what we witnessed in the days since this was announced, I think this came out on like the 16th. uh, Then Manhattan's uh, social media accounts were barraged with every angry WVU fan that I know of on Twitter and beyond And they ended up coming out with a statement that I don't know was perpetuated by that, but I felt like I was watching cyberbullying in real time from a fan base to another fan base. And they came out and they kind of put something out there like, hey, hey, uh, like, please stop. We did what we were supposed to do. And they kind of left it at, I think the statement from them was like, direct all questions to WVU and the NCAA. Which so right. it's it, it's weird, isn't it? It feels like I don't know what to believe about this. Jose Perez is caught in the middle. It's unfair, and I get it. Like I get it. I think that you know, I think the overall sort of a, a statement was that it was one day before the season or whatever it was. Like, and he decides to transfer, and you know, and I know, like I get it that there's rules, and I just feel like the NCAA throws everything else to the wind. Like, why again? Why is this different? And uh, you know, I love there were the the Twitter is you know as much as Twitter is falling apart, folks, and who knows where you can find us after this? That's a whole nother story. Uh, Twitter was hilarious because like the post was made, and then people were people were tweeting like, "Well, if he'd gone, if he'd transferred to Kansas, he would have been eligible." Uh, so I think that you know. Again, I, I the the NCAA doesn't have any need or any want to help us uh, to help anybody out in this, including these these kids. And so now, you know, poor Jose Perez is kind of stuck in the situation. I mean, at least they allowed him to be able to practice with the team, but he's stuck in the situation now where he expected to play and he's not going to play. And the only way he can play again is to wait until next season at WVU. Also, something to go along with what Johnson was kind of alluding to, uh, Ethan Bach, who um, is known for his Bach bombs. Are you Dropping familiar? Bach bomb. Yeah. yeah. He had tweeted uh, a little while ago that um, there are still two other guys from Manhattan stuck in the transfer portal who both uh, put themselves in the portal right around the same day or same time as Jose Perez. So... A little strange because I guess what Ethan is saying is that surely by now somebody would have gobbled those guys up 
and that hasn't happened. When so you say it, when you say stuck in the transfer portal, I picture this like three guys in an elevator, and they're like, well, is someone coming." So basically, let me ask you this, right? So you go into the transfer portal, you're pretty much like not in college, right? No, I don't, out the no semester? I don't think so. I don't think so because, I mean, perhaps, but I read something I need to find the right person to attribute it to, but they pointed out that two guys from Penn, so we played Penn earlier in the season. There's two guys from Penn that are in the transfer portal, but they're finishing like they're still playing for Penn. So I don't really know how that can well, work. like Jose Maybe. Perez, right? So let's he goes in the transfer portal. He got to WVU the first week of December, right? Uh, classes are not done yet for the first semester, so he basically is not a college student. He's just hanging out for a month or two mm-hmm. because classes probably don't start up until mid January. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. So I mean, I get like that's why I'm just so these two guys that go in the transfer portal the same time he did, they probably didn't go to class. They're really so, like, screw this. School. So it's like good looking out for students, NCAA. Like that's let's keep people in limbo. Right. For I one, would think for like one thing. If I'm not going to go to this, play basketball here, why am I going to finish this? Well, yeah, semester probably. It, and and I know I know like the NCAA changes rules every five minutes, but wasn't there in like 2019 or when Oscar came, like wasn't there something where Schwebe like. He he could practice with the team, but then he couldn't play in a game until January. Do you remember that? Yeah, like, and they're treating. I mean, Scoot, they're treating Jose much like that too. What Guido's saying, like I think it, something silly, like you'll see him shooting at the opposite hoop. He's not even allowed. Up. Well, he is now, but up until the decision, he wasn't allowed to be with the team. He wasn't allowed to practice with the team. But then once they denied him, he can actually practice. It's so stupid. Like, he can actually now practice with the team even though he was denied. So he's, by all accounts, in practice, probably torching guys as a practice player. It's so silly, though. But yet... But yet they'll let these kids, you know, and this is where the NCAA kills me because they, then they, they're like, well, you can go out and earn as much money as you want. Like, go out and get, like, they're getting paid to play. Let's just be honest. Like, if this isn't the NBA, the NBA wouldn't do this, right? The NBA is not like, oh, you can't go sign with another team and you have to sit out a year before you can play with that team. Well, what's what's interesting to me is, so they're appealing. And my, at this point, my thought process is if this appeal seems like it's taking forever, I would just pull the plug on the appeal. You might as well just try to keep him for the full year next year if he's willing to stay as opposed to getting him for, what, three or four games at the end of the season? I don't know if that's worth it to him well, or to us. I, yeah, and I think at this point, that's I think that's more of the question is, you know, he's only got one year of eligibility left. He, was, been, he would have been a senior. Um, you know, are you better off just holding on to him now and having him play a full season next year if he's not going to be I read, until whatever? Um, I read the – there are a couple guys, I have to think of who they are, that could come back next year. Trey Mitchell, I think, is one. Um, not Emmett, but there was another one. Maybe Stevenson. I don't, I don't think it can't be Stevenson. He's been in like 15 schools. But anyway, there's there's another one of those guys who could come back next year. So then you, you might be able to keep some of that team intact going forward. Of course, you'll have like the Seth Wilsons, the Kobe Johnsons. Um, some of those guys. Maybe it's Joe Toussaint. Might be Joe Toussaint who can come back for another year. Joey Toots. Yeah. Uh. So. So yeah. So just it just a tough break for WVU. I mean, I you know again, I think it's a good team. I'm not overly concerned. I I think it just would have been another piece to the puzzle. To be honest with you, it probably would have. Who would it have hurt if he would have played Seth Wilson? Maybe. Like who's he taking minutes from? Probably now? Kobe that, Johnson. Kobe and Seth probably are the ones that that see the biggest hit to their minutes yeah so i mean we'll, we'll see what happens on the appeal but it sounded like from the broadcast uh the other night at the buffalo game that there's very little hope that he is going to play this season for for wvu uh bob huggins so as we said was recognized at the game on sunday uh for hall of fame also uh the ohio legislature um gave him a recognition as well uh for all coaching he you know he coached where at akron for a couple of years and of course at cincinnati so well and his father being a kind of a legendary high school coach in the state as well i mean i think they were kind of wreck it just making sure that the state 
also recognized him for his Hall of Fame induction, which is pretty cool. And uh, and then he announced the fish fry was uh, announced as coming up. Obviously, the fundraiser that he does, and uh, big news, big news from that guys. Another Hall of Famer will be joining him on the day of the fish fry. Charles Barkley is the uh, is going to be the special guest at the Fish Fry on January 27th, BobHugginsFishFry.com, uh, to help benefit the WVU Cancer Institution. Uh, uh, n- no real connection there uh, with Charles Barkley, but I think that'll be fun. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, when I read that, I was like, okay, Scoot, like there's no... I mean, I didn't even know those two guys knew each other, but I guess it's like it's like put one really interesting guy alongside another really interesting guy and see what hilarity ensues is the way I read that. I'm you know? not sure the they're both big guys. I was gonna go with something about the menu. I don't he'll, know what the yeah, menu is. Like, uh, he'll be like, Hugs, these fish are terrible. Uh, Ter- terrible. That's a terrible fish. Do they really eat the fish? Are they eating fish? I don't know. I mean, it's. I, mean, it's I, I think they call it a fish fry. It's a fish fry. I mean, I mean, I mean I yes, would they say I mean, that, but well, you wouldn't go to it because you won't eat fish. No, I love fish. Come on, I love. Oh, fish. you do eat fish. Yeah, I love oh, okay. fish. Love. I love. Love. Do they have to be fish nuggets? Yeah, like dinosaur right. shaped fish nuggets. I should be a pescatarian. I should be a pescatarian. Uh, so, anyways, check it out. BobHugginsFishFry.com to get tickets for his fish fry. Guys, let's uh, a couple. Let's change over to to football now. A couple of big news things happened with football this week before we give out our Christmas gifts. I'm super excited about giving out Christmas gifts, guys. Um, so Graham Harrell no longer on the coaching staff at WVU. Is anybody shocked? No. No. I, Scoot, I feel like he hasn't been on the coaching staff since midseason. Texas Tech? Right. Yes, exactly. That was my thought, too. Uh, like, and that was a weird thing, right? I mean, we're acting like that's a Tuesday, but that just that's weird in hindsight. It was almost like he sort of kicked back and was like, sure, I'll take a paycheck if you don't want to use my services. I mean, it didn't look like anything. You don't like passes more than five yards? All right. Right. Yeah. yourself. Right. Like, be my guest. BSU, I'll just collect right my it. paycheck. And yeah, it's it's kind of a weird thing. I think. He goes to Purdue, uh, you know, when you think of exciting offenses, you think of the Purdue Boilermakers, I think, right? Obviously, I'm laying it on thick, Scoot. I thought you'd pick it up, give <laughs> me a you. little ha I got you while they are just looking at me. Uh, okay. Drew Brees. Right. Maybe. Like 20 years ago. Well, he's back. He's back as an interim coach. All right. Fresh off the lightning yeah. strike. So, I'm, right? yeah, that was fake, I think. Well, I, I think people are now Guido – Cause I Scoot and I have a hot take. Scoot's probably going to beat me to the punch, but there's so the twit the hot thing on Twitter, the thing. You know, I told you last week, things become things on Twitter. You know, the the thing on Twitter this week was who's going to be the new West Virginia offensive coordinator now. Right. Scoot, who oh. do you think it's going to be? I think you and I think it's going to be the same person. Who well, do you listen. Think it's so it, the pre- the context is people on Twitter have been like, pew, 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 quick hitter, quick hitter, interesting name, interesting name, this guy, Mark this Whipple. guy, Pat White, yeah. Mark Whipple, like, Seth Luttrell from North Texas. How about this pew, pew? And what were we talking about, Scoot? Uh, who do we think it's going to be? It's going to be the old ball coach. It's going to be Neil Brown. It's, it's going to be, be Guy and Advisor. Yeah. Uh, first name Neil, last name Brown. That's who it's going to be. I'll give you my opinion. I agree. I'm with you guys. I think that, but I think the difference is, like, I agree. It would, like, would a Mark Whipple, would, a, I think Clint Trickett's name's been thrown out there. Would those all be fun things? I, I agree. Here's what's going to happen they're going to name, like, Chad Scott is going to be named as the OC. But he's not going to be making any play. That's my opinion. Like Chad Scott's going to be called the offensive coordinator, but Neil Brown's going to be the one calling the calling the wheel routes and the little bubble screens. Scoot, I just think it's cute. I think it's cute. Bless their hearts. You know, like WVU Twitter is like, this will be fun. This guy, oh, no, yeah. this guy's fun. No, this, this is exciting. Is, It'll be this, this guy. WVU connection. Like the whole time, I'm scrolling no. Twitter and I'm going, oh. Look at them thinking we're going to have fun. Like, it's not going to be anything fun. It's going to be Coach Brown. Off the top of your head, Guido, how many coaches do we have on our staff that were former WVU players? Former players? Zero. Okay, so why all of a sudden we would start bringing in Clint Trickett, Pat Rockwhite, Steve Slayton? Exactly. Right. Uh, Right. Any other guy? Well, he's got a connection to WVU. That doesn't matter to Neil Brown. He's not bringing him back. Does he have a connection to Troy? That's – 
That's what you should probably be looking for. Yes. Chad Scott and Neil Brown have coached together for like 35 years. Neil Brown's only 40 years old, I think. And they've been coaching together since like they were in kindergarten. Like Chad Scott, I think, and Neil Brown have can't coached you, together. Scoot, can't you see a little Neil Brown out on the playground running tunnel screens? <laughs> Would you yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> Look, you're gonna go the 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 slide is really close. Listen, Just run over there and turn around. Run to the slide right. and turn it's, around. It's to the point now where uh they should make a stuffed animal of Neil Brown, okay, wearing uh, a bunch of WVU slash Troy clothing, okay, and call it my buddy, and then bring bring in all of his little buddies. <laughs> he's got his his buddies, his my buddy, because that's what he's got. He's got a would lot of buddies. Would it be like a house? Div- would it be like bear divided? Like bear, like one yes. half of the yeah, shirt like those is Troy, little, like, one half Marshall it, and the yes, the right. Marshall yes. and the WVU yeah. stuff. Bear, bear divided, buddy right. divided. Yes. Here's the thing, though. In, in all seriousness, I I think that he'll be under. I think WVU and Neil Brown will be under enough pressure to actually name an offensive. So you think someone will be named? I don't but think it'll be like. I think someone. I think Chad Scott. I think I don't see anybody else. I think Chad Scott will be named offensive coordinator slash assistant head coach or whatever they you know those all of those. And then what will happen is, and they'll get, they'll get a new running backs coach. I don't know who. It'll be somebody else that he coached with in high well, school. Well, I mean, probably. I like Chad Scott, so I'm okay with that. But I don't think he'll actually be allowed to do anything. Yeah, that. well, the problem is it doesn't matter. Like, so let's, for argument's sake, say it is Chad Scott, and he actually lets Chad Scott call the plays. They've been coaching together for 12 years. He's going to call the same plays that Neil Brown would well, call. Chad's not calling plays. You're not. It's not. I mean, it's it's, it's not going to change. It's Neil. I Brown. agree with you guys. I mean, it, I, it was right. Neil Brown after Texas Tech. Let's be honest. Like, I think so too. The play calling went so different after that. Different, bland. What I mean, are you saying different, like opposite uh, of good? Okay. So different. Allow it. Um, All right. I'm gonna say like if uh, you like to run east and west, you have a better chance of getting the ball as a catch. If you like to go north south, we're not giving you the ball. I just, you know. And at this point, I'm not sure who we're giving the ball to because we only have three original uh, scholarship wide receivers left. Well, Guido, I was hoping they would push forward next year into like a true uh, RPO. You know, they flirt with this weird RPO that Scoot likes to then watch the guy throw an air pass and all that kind of stuff. You know, with the personnel, you would hope maybe they would go. But I don't I don't have any faith. I don't have any faith they'll actually do that though. You know, I don't have any faith. That- I think the difference is, I, I think the difference is, is that with Garrett Green, I don't know enough about Nico to say this, but with Garrett Green well, probably being your starting quarterback no, next year, I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen. Garrett Green is going to be moved to wide receiver. Nico is the starting quarterback. Nico, like, listen, uh, it's going to like be Neil Edelman? and Nico. Neil and Nico like a- are going to ride. Like a Garrett Edelman is what you're saying? Yes. That's what they're – because they're short on receiver. They're going to float him over to slot. Well, I mean, that's putting it nicely. Short on receiver no is like intended. the nicest way you could say. I just want to – and like – so here's the thing. Signing day is this week. Signing day is Wednesday, the 21st, you know, early signing day. Yes. Uh, recently, WVU had another decommitment from a three-star wide receiver, Elijah Caldwell. Every time, guys, I read WVU football news. Every time you in the kitchen, I'm in the kitchen eating up all, all them decommits. Every time I'm in the portal, you, you in, in the, the portal. portal. Taking up all the players. Taking up all them decommits. Uh, I feel like like every time I re- I like, I want to take another win off of the board for next year. Like, I, I mean, I look at the schedule. I look at what the direction that we continue to go. Not that I thought Graham Harrell was going to stay and, you know, that 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 was a the move that was going to happen anyway. But like every time I see something happen, I look at it and I go, "Well, I'm I was thinking five wins. Now I'm thinking four wins." But Neil's a great recruiter. Don't forget, he's a great recruiter. Is he? Is he? That's that's what Who's I've been he? told. Like, well, I mean, does it matter though when they're like, what he are we recruiting? Here, he's got to recruit his they, own team. Well, but when they're gone in two seasons or less, does it? I don't disagree that he's – I think he's a fine recruiter. I think he's a – Bad retainer? Yeah, I think that's more accurate. Yeah. No, I just think – well, I think the other – the thing is now is there's so much 
with this WVU football program, there is so much unsure, unstable ground that, and and the portal is just such a you know immense thing now that that everybody leaves, right? Like if if everybody's looking at the team and they're like, well, we can't win more than five games. We're not going to go to a bowl. We can't win, you know, more than five games. I'm out. And that's what's going to happen. That's what it's continued to well, happen. I, I, put, think it- I put the link to the portal, like the summary link. But I think this week you had three more guys. So uh, in addition to the decommitment of Elijah Caldwell that you were that you were talking about, Guido, Taurus Simmons, Naeem Muhammad, Chris Mayo. I think Chris Mayo is an offensive lineman. You had three more guys into the portal. Now, the only incoming the only import scoot that i saw were two guys from kent Kent state State. yes um and i don't want to do the i'm going to try not to do the kent state whoopee thing because you you never know right i mean i think i think wvu historically has found the guys that maybe felt like they were overlooked and then coached them up to good things but it's sort of like regardless from a numbers perspective i mean scoot i know you don't like math but 14 or 15 out and two in is not good math. Uh, that's not good math, right? You well, need, that's not good you need math. better math than that. A couple things on these two guys that we're bringing in. Uh, the scuttle in Twitter is this is how we're shining these things nowadays. Well, they played good against the power five teams that their team played against. That's that's the selling point, that they played good against the, the couple of teams that they're that their team played against that were power five teams. So that's how we're justifying good players. Now, like you said, could they have been overlooked? Very possible. Could they be diamonds in the rough? Perhaps maybe, I don't know. Uh, I do know that we're losing uh, players in areas that we can't afford to lose players. in. we lost uh, Jordan Jefferson. I don't think you mentioned him. That's a, a big loss to our defensive line. Uh, you're losing starting wide receivers. And it's that's the thing that we've been saying here on this show for now three years. It's not like we're losing all backup guys who are upset that they didn't get time. We're losing guys that are almost guaranteed big time time. Caden Prather, we'd throw that guy the ball every down if we could. Yeah, that's what we were saying like, last week. He's probably wide receiver one next yeah, season if he stays. And, yeah, and it's not even close. Like, there's not a lot of competition for him. Like, he would have been. No, Scoot, listen, everything's fine. Scoot, everything's fine. It'll be evaluated in the coming. I don't know what you're trying to say. Like, it's going to be evaluated in the coming season. Uh, sure, one more season. Like, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's like just year like the two. Quarterback competition it's, happened the last Scoot, couple it's, years. Scoot, it's barely year two. I don't know what you're griping about. <laughs> it is barely. Yeah, year, I mean, he, it's barely year two. <laughs> those first couple years were With rough. With a tough yes. schedule. It's barely year two schedule's with a tough hard. schedule, guys. Scoot, schedule's hard. Let me barely ask you. Can two. I ask you guys a question? Let me. Did not, I did I tell you the cupboard was bare a did, while back? Well, he had COVID. They had COVID to oh, deal yeah. with. Can I can I ask you a question about the schedule being hard? Yes, you may. Okay, so in a conference that has how many teams currently? I mean, we're adding to it now, but how many teams were in the Big Twelve? Well, we'll be at fourteen. But we had how many? Ten. Ten. Right. Okay. So. Everybody had to play everybody, correct? Yeah, right. Okay. Nine conference games. Um, we picked up. Well, Where are we going here, Scoot? How tough is it really? I mean, let's be honest. Like, if we're gonna say we had the toughest schedule, Virginia Tech were they tough? No, no. and that's a good thing. No, I like this, Guido. I, I like this because you're say- so your conference is your conference, right? Right. Let's explore this for one second, Scoot. Like, so what are you gonna do then? Are you saying you need to change conferences? Like, so your conference is your conference. So then. Your rubber matches were against Virginia Tech, Pitt, and Towson State. Right, Towson right? State. So are not you saying good. Virginia are, Tech uh, not good? Right, Pitt winnable. Pitt was supposed to be good. Yeah, and then I mean they, they were meh. Good. I mean they were meh. Okay, uh, they were good. I mean eight and four. Okay. So how does that make your schedule one of the toughest in America? Right. No, I know. That's why we brought it up last week and kind of made fun of it, Scoot. Right. That, I agree with you. Yeah, it's like so, come on, man. I. I just don't get like I don't know like I don't. I, I'm just I, I'll go back to what we said last week when we talked about the hiring of Ren Baker, and we talked about the evaluation, the quote unquote evaluation he was going to have of the football team that never really happened. I truly believe that there was a decision made above Ren Baker's pay pay grade that said 
listen, you got to fly with us for one more year, so we bring down that buyout a little bit more, and then we're you can do what you want to do the next year. And I think that's the decision that was made. And I think W, I think that the higher ups at WVU are fully expecting the team not to go to a bowl game next year. Are fully expecting the team to have four wins. Are fully expecting them to average attendance of thirty thousand. Like, I think that's the track that it's gone. Johnson. Do you raise an eyebrow though? If I'm just playing devil's advocate, like in for this offensive coordinator coordinator thing, I think we're all three. Like we said, resigned to the fact that it's going to be the old ball coach. But would it? Would you raise an eyebrow if? Like, what if it appeared that Ren, ba- Ren Baker stepped in and said, hey, you got to do something of quality here. And they brought in either a name you recognize or someone from outside that's not, you know, a Troy guy or something. And like, which I mean, I guess is what we thought they did with Graham Harrell. But what, you know, instead of just going, resi- you know, resigning ourselves to, hey, it's a it's like a figurehead person, buddy or the coach. If they actually put in something, someone that you went, oh, and you kind of raised an eyebrow, would you give Ren Baker a tick, you know, in the pros side for like maybe we did last we did that last we year did, when yeah. it felt like Shane Lyons made him bring in Graham right. Harrell. We did. And, you know. And how did that work out? Not very good. I would not give him anything. Um, okay. Just because to my knowledge, Ren hasn't hasn't done a lot of um doesn't appear so done a lot of coach urging or coach hiring or any of that kind of stuff um and to be honest i don't know if ren really knows what he's kind of stepping into yet you know what i mean like I bet he gets it people are a little angsty angsty, but i don't think until you've lived here a little while that he realizes it's not just the university folk that are angsty it's like the entire 1.8 million people of West Virginia that are angsty. Well, don't you think he's like gotten a pat on the back from the people above him? Like, hey, uh, good luck putting up with all that. We need you to shield us from that for another season. Good, uh, good, you know, good luck and with cool that. shoes. Well, but I, but I think, but I think, and here's again where I agree with a lot of what Shane Lyons said. I think that the the hiring of Ren Baker was the institution's way of being able to say, well. You know, we wanted Ren to get a chance to evaluate the program for a year, and they just wanted to push all of that down the road one year. So now that buyout, it'll get negotiated down to five million or seven million next year. Kind of kick the can down the road a little bit. Yeah. And- so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, you know, I agree. I don't. You know, I will say this: it's WVU's not going to name an offensive coordinator for uh, weeks. And then when they do, it'll be like it'll be like in the the dregs of February when nobody's even thinking about football, and it'll be Chad or Scott. It'll be in small Market. print on a Sunday night at one a.m. Uh, Neil Brown, right. Neil Brown named offensive <laughs> coordinator. WVU. All right, let's do something fun, guys. It's it's the most it's it's the happiest time of the year. It's Christmas. I feel like, you know, this is our annual Christmas show. We have to do something kind of festive and holiday e. Let's let's give some gifts out. Like I feel like we we take a lot. We listen we watch W you know, we take a lot of the pain. I think it's 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 time for us to give a little, guys. Don't don't you think, Johnson? Yeah, I mean, tis the season. Let's uh let's dial up some gifts. Yeah. So so a- as we like to do, uh the three of us like to uh, give gifts to some of the, you know, major players in the West Virginia sports hemisphere, uh, coaches and, and athletic directors and the like. We'll start this year, guys, with our gift for Coach Bob Huggins. Uh, now newly minted Hall of Famer Bob Huggins. Uh, I'll go first uh, with Coach Huggins. It was really fun to watch him on Sunday at the Buffalo game. Put He came out in at halftime. He put on his orange, his Naismith orange jacket. Yes. Over top of his pullover right. with the hoodie hanging out the back was a nice look. I feel like – I don't know if you guys remember this. The good old days of, of Coach Hugs where he used to wear like the all yellow suit. I I actually got him ordered, wrapped up under the tree for him, a pair of Naismith orange pants to go along with to the jacket. To complete the suit. So that he can – to complete okay. the suit. Right. So he can wear that That's on the That's kind side. of a baller move if you did that, though. Right. Like if you just made that part of your every game attire. It'd be, it'd kind be of, great. It'd be awesome. Did you notice, though – I bet Scoot picked up on this. Scoot, the – 
Hugs had a sweatshirt on during yes. the game, though, and on the sleeve it said "Hall of Fame," and then in the I middle, knew it said, Bob so I couldn't read what it said, but I th- yeah, I it knew was it said cool. that, or I liked I, it. It was either that, or I thought it might say uh, Norma May, but I couldn't tell what it said. That was cool. I liked it. Uh, Scooty, what what would you give? Well, Coach um, Hugs for Christmas for the the guy that he is to to fit. Uh, listen, if a guy who is what's he? He's almost seventy. Right, he's pretty close to seventy, I think. Yep. Yeah. Rocks a gold chain. Rocks a gold chain yes. out. Chain out during games. Out. Chain out. I yes. think that guy needs a hat with a feather. That's what I'm getting him. Oh, like a <laughs> like, fedora, like a pimp like hat, like a, a like a pimp hat. That's right. <laughs> wearing the suit, wearing all, the orange suit, chain out, That's hat right. with the feather. That's a good look. Good look. Johnson, what do you, what do you, uh, you know, what would you wrap up and put under the tree for, you know, I think, uh, today's hugs is always kind of up and down off the stool. You know, he's, he's up to Mm -hmm. argue a bad call. Uh, he's back to the stool. He's up to argue. Uh, you know, uh, he doesn't feel like the bigs are boxing out down low. He's back to the stool. Someone throws the ball out of bounds. He's up to, get in somebody's grill he's back to the stool scoot i think he needs he needs a chair he needs a sturdy chair cushion maybe memory foam you know like that that stool's oh, getting thought, a workout right i thought like maybe you were I gonna mean, go like uh you know those recliners that tilt up for the elderly <laughs> tilt up to get him up oh, yeah. like, the like, cha- I, like the chair assist yeah like the yeah i thought that's oh, maybe I like where that you're going too. i like that too i didn't know what the budget was for gifts so I mean, yeah, we didn't we didn't do the 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 twenty the twenty dollar yeah. no you could Come get on. anything the but the power the power yeah. lift chair but that's so, a good yeah, okay like well I like that even power better. lift stool a power right. lift stool that's a good one yeah all right all right well hopefully Coach Hugs enjoys his gifts from us guys uh, next up on our list is the old ball coach himself head coach Neil Brown of the football team Scooty I'll let you I'll let you go first this time, uh, interesting enough uh Neil Brown one of my favorite coaches um I Obviously, I would, has been I would like to get him uh a 100 feet long leash dog leash <laughs> okay why explain Okay, why why does he need such a long? I mean, we're not talking like a normal yeah, no. dog. Well, a little bit longer. Is this like one of the retractable ones? It could be. I'm not. I'm not picky. It yeah. could be if if. Uh, okay, but I would like to. to let now him... wait a minute. Is this is this like the little uh, harness thing you parents will put on a toddler <laughs> no, and let him run no, so no. far, and then they're like this, caught up? This in is it. a leash for him to use. Okay, I'd like him to have a little bit of a longer leash on Garrett Green. Come on, let the poor kid oh, play. I like this. Let the, yes. let the kid play. Like, for the, the love ball, of mankind, play play. give that guy a long leash. <laughs> Johnson, uh, what would you give Neil Brown for Christmas? I think I would give him, Scoot, an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper so that he has more room than just the little index card he uses for offensive plays like he'd have more room <laughs> to write so, laminate so that when like he uses his size 36 font screen that right. there's more that fits there's on at the least paper a little bit more room for to go screen perhaps one or two more play oh. options on his on his <laughs> offensive sheet. Yes, like, that's uh, what I would do. All right. Okay. All right. That's good. That's good. Johnson, oddly enough, I think you and I went to the same store. I think you and I both went to the paper store for Coach okay. Neil Brown. I mean, we must have been out together. I, on the other hand, though, you got him the nice you know, big sheet of paper. I, I got him a nice box of a heavyweight, you know, like parchment stationary okay. paper so that he could get his resume printed really nice on it for next year when he has to go <laughs> find himself. A new position. Uh, total cost for Neil Brown's That's... gifts, roughly $30. <laughs> Huggins, I'm buying $500 pair of pants. I'm getting him a pimp hat. Neil Brown's getting a $20 box of paper for me. <laughs> um, all right. All right. So, Coach Brown, uh, good luck with your gifts. Um, <laughs> next up, guys, uh, is our new, our new, uh, 
uh, athletic director at WVU, Ren Baker, coming to us from Texas. I was going to get him a coat because, you know, it's warm in Texas. might be cold here. But he's in North Texas. North Texas was a little colder, I think. So maybe he's used to it. But instead, I, I, was, I was torn. I was torn between two gifts. And maybe you guys can help me out. My first gift was a nice, big, like, cushy dog bed. Okay. It was my first gift. All right. And my second gift was a baby Bjorn. I was kind of tied between the two. Okay. I was thinking, you know, the dog bed might fit nice in like uh, Gordon Gee's office in the in the corner, so he could like just have a place to curl up when you know he's getting told what to do. Uh, on the other hand, the baby Bjorn, I thought, you know, Gordon Gee, not a big guy, uh, and Ren Baker, big guy. You could put <laughs> Gordon in the baby Bjorn and just carry him around, so he could help you and Scoot, tell you what to do. Salty Guido is salty with the gifts right salty. now. He's applying a little sodium chloride to the gifts. You I, guys remember the time? You guys remember back when I was like a really big WVU fan? I was like, oh, it's gonna be okay, rah rah rah. Now I'm like, I, I've hung out with Scooty way too long, and so now I just don't well, like any the of these visual people, so. of. The visual of Ren Baker walking around with Gordon Gee and a baby Bjorn is kind of funny to me. Scoot, remember, uh, remember when we did, um, remember when we did, uh, like outdoor events for WVU coaches, we surmised some outdoor events yes. and one of them was bridge day. And you said that you would have yes. Anyway, okay. Well, I'll uh, I'll go next, uh, Guido, yeah. because I think uh, I would get. I don't know if you can buy it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you could get like a museum to help you uh, do like a replica set or something. But I think Ren Baker needs like a set of chainmail armor to wear throughout next season's football season because he's going to get a lot of arrows thrown at him uh he's gonna get a lot of you know daggers and and all kinds of stuff coming his way scoot he needs a protective like uh level of armor that he's gonna that need to heavy. walk i feel like that stuff is heavy I, yeah i mean i don't know maybe it comes in lighter versions or something Aluminum. but i think it'll it would serve him it would serve him well if he had a protective layer, I think. Yeah, you're probably right. I I hope he's sitting in like the press box during the games. Be a better place. Be a little safer for him there. Scooty, well, what are you getting? Uh, uh, funny Mr. enough, Baker? along along Guido's lines, um, maybe you guys remember in the mid '90s, back in our heyday, okay. there was a, a popular show on MTV. Our day of hay called uh, Syphil and Ollie. What are now? You, are you Who familiar with Syphil and Ollie? No. What? Oh, I remember Syphil yeah, and Yeah, and then uh, Precious Roy was also a character on Syphil and Ollie. I need you to Google that, Johnson. There were two socks. Weren't they like socks sock that talked? Puppets. Like they were like sock puppets. Sock puppets, right, yes. Well, I'm going to get uh, our good buddy Ren Baker some sock puppets so that he can be prepared for what's about to come his way because I think he's a puppet. I think he's going to be doing what he's told to do. Oh my gosh, I do remember this now that I'm seeing the picture. Would he be Syphil or Ollie? I think or he's Precious Roy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Oliver Locke is Ollie. Oh Syphil is Gordon Gee. Syphil. He's Precious yeah. Roy. <laughs> no, hold on. That's yes. that. That's a terrific. That's going to stick, Scoot. That's how crap gets started. That that's going to stick. Precious Roy. That's going to stick. So we're start calling him Precious, Precious Ren. Precious Ren. <laughs> Oliver Locke and E. Gordon Gee as the two puppets oh it's too good scoot i feel bad for ren baker he's he's like he literally started the job like today I mean, he's got cool shoes yeah poor he does i have mean cool shoes. poor guy i don't think he has any clue what he's walking in and maybe he does i don't think he's i i think he's probably up to the task but man he's gonna need all of his resources yeah yeah next up guys you know we have the president he's been at wvu now for a while he's really helping the program grow E. Gordon Gee. Uh, Scooty, what would you get President Gee for Christmas? Well, um, recently I've got some friends who have received some mail. And in that mail that he received, it, had a, it was a magazine with Adam Sandler on the cover. Okay. And uh, that magazine was the AARP magazine. Yes. I'd like to get him a membership. 
I I mean I think he I think he's had a membership for probably 25 years now. Well, what what is the name? What does AARP stand for? The American Association of Retired People. That's right. So I'd like him to maybe just retire. So if he gets this <laughs> membership, perhaps he's retired and yeah. not working. So I'd like to give him the gift of retirement. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I'll go next, Johnson. I feel like you know E. e Gordon Gee. Super excited about all of his hires and all of his buddies and the Country Roads Trust. So I'm getting him a couple of empty money bags, like with a dollar sign on the front of them, yeah. so he can get them. So he can take, he can give him the Ren. Ren can go get them filled up and bring them back. Okay. To him. You think the uh, you think the focus is solely there, right now? I think the focus is solely on filling the money bags. That's what I think. Uh, the, the 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 do those really exist? Important People thing. really walk around with those. I mean, is that a thing? I mean, with bags with money decals like, on them, coins. Or? Just, just stop for stop for a second and just picture this: Ren Baker walking into the football stadium with E. Gordon Gian on him and a baby Bjorn, and E. Gordon Gee is holding, holding two money bags, two money bags, bags. <laughs> just holding them around. His... Listen, I need a WVU <laughs> fan. There's got to be somebody who listens to this podcast. We get thousand downloads a week. Somebody has got to de- to draw this for me. I want a. There has to be an artist. <laughs> a Red Baker and a baby Bjorn. <laughs> e. Gordon Gee. I mean. Please him. draw it, tweet it at us, or you can email us. Like get get us a copy of this. I gotta see this. John, Johnson, what are you getting President Gee for you, for the holiday? You, you guys have really thrown me a curveball here with this E. Gordon Gee gift stuff. I I was thinking, you know, he uh President Gee kind of notorious for his um he's kind of a bow tie aficionado. Yes. Uh I was thinking I'd like to get him several, like a new set, scoot a new, like maybe, you know, months worth of bow ties that maybe would busy him with admiring, checking out, organizing his new bow ties so that it would create a bit of a diversion and let Ren Baker do a few substantial things while he's not looking to this to this football program that that's what I was thinking. Okay, oh, I, you're you're very you're. Actually, I think you're more hopeful than Scooty and I are. <laughs> I sure that we are. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Those are things he can I mean, use. I don't know that he wants are, what yeah. I'm giving him. You want a tie rack? Oh, we'll get you a tie rack. <laughs> if he's in the Bjorn, though, that's probably not going to work. <laughs> though, I think. Um, you know, guys, we uh, you know. As WVU fans, we care about the people who come through the program, and and we don't want to send off two of our, you know, our former athletic director and a former coach without giving them parting gifts. Uh, Graham Harrell, he's going to Purdue uh, to be the OC there. Thanks for your one year. Thanks for getting us a five-star quarterback. I mean, all of that worked out beautifully for us. Uh, We appreciate it. So we just wanted to give you a parting gift. I, I got him a gift card to... The Boiler Up Bar, which is the number one Purdue fan bar in West Lafayette. So have fun. Have a couple of drinks. That's enjoy a, That's yourself. a very nice gift for some reason. I, that's, that's a very I nice mean, gift. You know, Scoot I feel like he, he would like that gift. Uh, yeah. Like Scoot's looking that up right now. Maybe he gets one. Um, Graham, I hardly knew ye, right? Uh, he was not here long enough for me to really get to know him very well. So uh, I suppose I would get him... Uh, a new, uh, he liked to wear the Nike WVU hat. Maybe I'd get him a, a Purdue WVU hat. As a matter of fact, you know what I would do? I would get him uh, an extra year of eligibility from Drew Brees. There you go. Have Drew come back yes. at 45 years old, right? And, and, and throw the football and, around. And uh, a pair of pajama pants to match some of his favorite quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, uh, you know, JT Daniels, does he get those Purdue pajama pants before he gets there? Is, that, mean, is that how that works? If he goes to Purdue, what are we doing here? You're like, stealing right? my <laughs> gift. Can I say my gift? So you know the sorry. you know the motorcycles that have the sidecar? Oh, yeah. Scoot, the last yeah. time yes. I can yes. think like of- Like the mouse and the motorcycle, yeah. Well, or you know what I just popped into my head? It's a, it's a, uh, it's- like the Indiana Jones when Sean Connery was with Harrison Ford. <laughs> and Indiana's what we named a dog. That's what I wanted. Thank you. So the um that's what I think I would get Graham Harrell because 
JT Daniels could ride in the sidecar all the way to West Lafayette That's, if he can convince it. Like, I don't know if JT, JT Daniels probably doesn't want any more college football. Maybe. I don't know. But if he does, he would have a convenient place to sit. He didn't sit after on Texas his, Tech, did he? <laughs> it didn't appear so. But it right. didn't appear so. But maybe he would have you know, a comfy spot to ride to West Lafayette and, and maybe they do a round two, you know, maybe they try it. Like they take their talents to West Lafayette and give it a second, a second try. Guido. Maybe, maybe, I, I don't know, but I, I have a feeling uh, last, but certainly not least Shane Lyons, uh, former athletic director, at WVU. I was going to get him some matches, you know, just because so, he's already burning the place down on his way out. But instead, what I thought is I got him those, um, I got him a pair of those, remember when we were kids, those sunglasses that had like the rear view mirrors built yes, into them? right. So he could see what was behind you. So like he could see behind him as he walked away as E. Gordon Gee was stabbing him in the back. You know, he, he'd be able to run faster. So that's that's what I got, Mr. Shane Lyons. Uh, <laughs> Scooty, what did you get? Shane on the way out. Shane didn't last very long after his uh, removal from office. He went right back to Alabama. So I guess I would get him uh, some houndstooth uh, coat and hat. A houndstooth oh, okay. coat and hat. Yeah, that would work. Uh, which get he bear Bryant. Yeah, on. which he probably already still has. Or probably. Had. Yeah, he prob- so he probably just pulled it out of yeah, the closet. But I'm going to give him a new you, one. You, that was you regifted it back to yeah, him. You right. wrapped it back up and gave it back. Gave it back to him. Uh, Johnson. Uh, finally, last but not least, what would you get, uh, Shane? Uh, I think I would get Shane Lyons Guido uh, a new wallet. It's like a very dad gift thing to do at Christmas. But I think. He needs a place to house the $2.3 million that he got from WVU to leave, which I think is roughly, what, twice what we saw for Ren Baker. He needs a place to put those bills, and I I think I would get him a nice new – you see those – Scooch, you see those like – carbon fiber fancy wallets mm. you know i feel like no, he'd appreciate yeah, right. one of those he, you know protect his cashola nice. i think that's what i'd go yeah. with that's nice well I, f- I f- it makes me feel good season of giving i felt like we gave some really great gifts out this year guys i mean you know s- some phenomenal gifts i think they'll all enjoy it they'll get plenty of use out of the gifts that we've given to our favorite wvu athletic department people uh so i hope they enjoy that i hope somebody draws a picture of of Gordon Gee and a baby Bjorn on Ren Baker. Uh, so listen, guys, that's going to do it this week. We'll be back with another show. WVU does play a game. I mean, they're not they're playing basketball. I mean, it's it's kind of cold and it's Christmas, but WVU does play on Thursday night at six p.m. Uh, against Stony Brook. That game is on ESPN Plus. Scooty, uh, what is what is Stony Brook? Yeah, I was gonna because I messed up the bite. I messed up the bison at the top of the show. Do you know what the Stony Brooks are, Scoot? Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm not looking this up. Uh, I know they're coached by. Are they still coached by Steve Peichel, former UConn uh, basketball great under Jim Calhoun? Uh, I think they're coached by one of the. There was two Peichel brothers. Is, he, is that one of the coaches? Nope. And I think they are the Stony uh, Stony Brook. Um, that's some kind of bird. Uh, the Stony. Brook Bluebirds. Uh, false. Nope. False. That's false. They are, and and uh, I don't even know what this is. They are the Stony Brook Seawolves. Oh, a sea wolf. What's yeah. a sea wolf? Uh, it's like a seahawk, but with a wolf. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it is. I don't think it's. it's I think what it's it a. Is. Thank you. Thank I, you for that breakdown. I totally get it now, Scoot. Thank I, you. I actually. I don't know. I. It's a. Uh, it's a class of submarine. No, it's, is it a submarine? <laughs> It is, but that's not yeah, what, that's not what, not they what are, it's, right? They, but they have the, an animal. They have an animal. They have a wolf as it's like a I'd wolf. I'd say head. it's just a, like a wolf that hangs out by the ocean. Yeah, right? I don't know. Anyway, a wolf, a wolf, a wolf. the wolf, a wolf. Oh, wolf. Uh, so WVU plays the Stony Brook Sea Wolves on uh, Thursday night at uh, the Coliseum, six p.m. It's ugly sweater night at the Coliseum, folks. So pull out your ugly sweaters. Uh, wear an ugly sweater to the Coliseum. So, yeah, guys, we'll be back next week with another show. We'll talk a little bit about WVU and everything going on, if anything changes, and uh, maybe we'll do a New Year's show. Who knows? Maybe it'll be a short show. might be a short show next week. We'll see what happens. And then we kick off. Basketball season kicks in the gear, and we start to play those conference games starting New Year's Eve. I'm excited about being able to watch a WVU game 
on New Year's Eve. That's that'll be a good time. 7 p.m. They travel to the Little Apple and play at the Bramblage Bramblage Coliseum. Is well, that the, what they call the it? Octagon of Doom or something. Bramblage yeah. K, K against K State. So thanks everybody for listening. Uh, don't forget check us out online. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Got Your Ears. New Facebook page coming out in about a week, so we will have information out about that. And uh, you can also check out our website, GotYourEarsOn.com. Johnson, it is the hub of everything we talk about. It is. We'll post the latest show with all the show notes, links to the show notes of stuff we talked about there. Uh, we also have the tune in link so you can listen to the show right on the page from the tune in link and you can also click through to the uh, GYEO merch store so check it out yeah check it out gotyourearson.com everybody have a happy Christmas enjoy your family enjoy some WVU sports hope everybody gets a, a nice WVU hat or shirt or pullover or baby Bjorn or baby Bjorn. <laughs> or branded baby Bjorn uh, we'll be back soon, guys. You've been listening to Got Your Ears On.